Hello and welcome to the Zebra Blogs Before and After Furniture Refinishing Podcast, where we'll interview furniture refinishers from all around the world. We'll discuss the many aspects of the refinishing process, and our hope is that you'll be encouraged and inspired with each episode learning something new or affirming a process that you already incorporate. This incredible community of refinishers is the best of its kind. We hope our podcast continues to highlight those talents and bring greater awareness to this growing industry. I'll be your host, Lane Ball with Zebra. Today we're chatting with Chloe Kempster of Macy's House, a successful furniture refinishing artist who is a lover of all colors and thrives on creativity. We'll learn more about where she gets her creative inspiration from and discuss a few of her pieces. Chloe graduated from university with a degree in fine arts and has a background in retail where she gained an awareness in branding and merchandising and it was there she fine-tuned her love for window and floor displays. She has been featured as a Zebra Weekly Pick multiple times and has been a Zebra Weekly Pick winner. She was also a top 40 finalist in both the Zebra's 2018 one-of-a-kind furniture finishing contest and Zebra's 2018 before and after furniture finishing contest. Chloe is our February 2019 blog feature, Meet Chloe, where you are able to read her answers to our questions about her work as well as enjoy a selection of her work that we will refer to in our interview today. Hi, Chloe. Great to have you on our podcast. Before we begin, I would like our listeners to know that you currently live in England. Now, to get an idea of exactly where in England, are you north of London? Uh, Yes. Well, I live in um, a place called Leicestershire, so I'm in the middle uh, of the UK, in the countryside, actually, so um, surrounded by fields. But uh, yes, it's lovely, lovely where I live. I bet you get a lot of inspiration just from the landscape. Yeah, I do. It is nice. I'm looking forward to the summer when I can get out in the garden, when it's a little bit warmer over here and uh, I can get out and paint. Yeah, that's uh, we're dealing with here in the south and the United States, we're dealing with some really cold weather, a lot of rain, and then we've had some uh, snow as well. So I think people are eager for spring and to be able to get out and enjoy the nice weather. Yeah, I love spring. It's a really good time to paint, isn't it? Definitely to get inspired. Yes. Tell us about you and your family. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm a mum of three. So I have my three three children. Um, I have uh, Bailey, who's 11, and Orla, who's eight, and Eden, who is three. She's quite handful, actually. She's very cute with it, but um, a bit of a handful. But she's still at home at the moment. So I try and fit my painting in around her at this point in time. Uh, but yeah, she likes likes to join in sometimes. So the name of your business is Macy's House. Where did you get that name from? Uh, well, it's based on um, my nan, actually. Well, I called her Nanny Maisie when I was younger. Uh, she, My mum always used to speak about her as somebody who set quite a lot of trends in the, in the neighbourhood and she used to shock the neighbours. Um, so she had... In particular, my mum always used to, I love the story about her kitchen, which was canary yellow, and it was in the 1960s, and she was one of the first to fit, you know, the retro um, retro kind of kitchens. Right. And it had a big palm tree mural as well at the back of it. So, um, yeah, she was always, she was always, um, had a good eye for things, and the name just really comes from that, really. Wow, that's such a neat story. Uh, I bet she was the talk of the neighborhood. 
I think she was actually, from what I've heard, she was actually the talk of the neighbourhood. <laughs> she was. Um, I think she did shock people when she put the palm trees in the kitchen, for sure. And uh, my mum always talks about her fondly. So I thought the name was really good because it just, I imagine, you know, a house with um, vintage things in it, with interesting things and things with a bit, a bit of character. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was my nan Lindsay. Oh, what an incredible legacy to pass on to your children from your grandmother. And uh, I believe you had, uh, in previous conversations, you had mentioned that your mom is an, was an antique dealer or is, in, is an antique dealer? She was. Yeah, she was. So um, my mum, to be honest, she's she uh, followed on in Nanny Mays' footsteps, really. Um, but yeah, she was an antique dealer for a while. So I've just grown up really with old, you know, old pieces old furniture mm -hmm. around me and it's just something I've always really appreciated and been aware of reusing and and seeing the beauty and in, in older things rather than buying new well you know uh you really it's neat to hear the story about uh, your your grandmother and your mom and you know when we look at your artwork and your furniture pieces you really exhibit a broad range of styles from classic to retro to unique hand-painted whimsical designs where do you get your inspiration from? Oh, that's such a hard question because I'm inspired by so many things. Um, and I think that's the key is to just be open to lots of styles. Um, I love reading through interior magazines. I'm quite into my home at uh, in the house and redecorating that kind of thing. Obviously, you can look online for things, but also I think it's it's important not to look too much at other images sometimes because you want to really put your style on it so it's just seeing you know i might see something in nature or uh, a picture or, or um, a painting even and think yeah i'm just gonna have a go but the most important thing is really just to get the paintbrushes out and i i almost am inspired on the job while i'm painting really it, it develops while i'm painting mostly i don't always have a plan yeah well, let, let's uh, let's branch from that question into the discussion about your Charleston farmhouse piece. It's yeah. it is a beautiful work of art. I mean, oh, we featured you. it in December 2018 in our Zebra Weekly Pick. And incidentally, to the, our listeners, any pieces we discuss can be viewed on Chloe's Instagram account. She'll share with that. Uh, account uh, at the end of the broadcast and on our February blog meet Chloe feature at the zebrablog.com we'll have several of Chloe's pieces but we'll make sure we highlight the Charleston farmhouse piece um, you know Chloe where did you get the inspiration from that piece and tell us a little bit about that piece it's such a unique it's a beautiful work of art oh thank you Thank you. Um, well, it was mostly um, inspired by the actual the materials that I was using. So it was actually a little Charleston um, set. But we have a place over here in England called the Charleston Farmhouse. And it's, um, it's a really big inspiration to a lot of artists. And they, they basically painted everything in the house. They painted the furniture, they painted the doors, um, the mantelpieces, the you know, the floors, everything, they painted everything. And it was a group of artists um, who who lived there. And they were just really living life, you know, being creative and, and having fun. And they were, so they, you know, that it was it was inspired by that, really, and the colour palette. So I wanted to do something in that kind of style 
uh, a kind of whimsical, um, painterly, you know, the, the still the still life kind of style. Uh, so I was inspired by that, really. But I love I love to paint like that anyway. When I can, I will do that. Chloe, you had another piece that really stood out to us, actually several pieces, and we want to talk about a couple more. One of those pieces was the a mahogany bureau, and you had you done a few unique things to that. Tell us about that piece and and what you did to it, and if there's anything interesting that you can share about that piece, like uh, like the color that you put on the inside. How did you choose that color? I guess I should ask: Was that a commission piece, or was that just a piece that you did to uh, to design and then sell? Um, no, I actually, it was just a piece I did to design and sell actually. Um, but often I, I, I'll get a piece in and it, it really, it really depends on that piece as to what I do with it. Sometimes I'll say, oh, the furniture speaks to me, <laughs> which obviously it doesn't, but, um, you know, I, I get a sense of, you know, what mm-hmm. might suit, um, what finish might suit it. So with that, it was a lovely, uh, mahogany bureau, um, and I didn't really want to cover all of the mahogany up, um, but I definitely wanted to update it and give it a bit more of a modern edge. So it had a wash on it, um, like a black a black wash instead of a white wash, actually, because I wanted to keep that classic, you know, antique mm-hmm. look. Um, and then I just thought, oh, what shall I do with the inside? And I just thought I'd have a pop of colour on the inside. <laughs> so, you know, why not blue? Why not blue? <laughs> wow. It, it was what a what an interesting and beautiful piece that was. Very unique. Also, you did a desk with geometric patterns on it. Tell us about that desk. Yeah, um, that has been a really popular piece for me, actually. The amount of times people have said, have you got another desk like that? Can you do me a desk? And I haven't yet found <laughs> I found the right um, desk to do it again on. Um, but yeah, again, that was another one where I, I thought oh, initially I'd paint over it. And then as I started to sand it, I could see underneath the, the, the grain of the wood was just lovely. I thought, I don't want to cover that, but... I've got to bring it into the 21st century. So obviously, um, geometrics are a really big, a really big trend at the moment. And mid-century pieces, it just they go together really well. So I thought, rather than do the triangle thing, I'd make it a bit different. So yeah, it's more of a diamond pattern, um, but in the rainbow colours. Because uh, if if you aware of my work I love I love all colors really and it it is definitely a multicolored um Instagram feed for sure if you scroll down it there's lots of color in there so my favorite Mm. (laughs) now that piece did you sketch it out before you started because again with geometric patterns like that it's it you know it has a level of precision to it as well How, how did you go about that yeah well you do have to um you know get the get the ruler out and a pencil for sure plan it all out properly you can't really do it um in a random fashion so I had to measure it out on the piece and make sure everything was central so it's just a case of marking it out really and I just use pencil really light really light um pencil marks which you can rub out afterwards so yeah just to see how it works you you do have to do it on the piece really because um otherwise you can't get a sense of how it's going to look at the end Mm -hmm. so tell us this out of all the pieces that you've done what piece is your favorite 
Oh, that's really, really hard. Um, I find that question so tricky because I cover so many styles and sometimes it's it might not be a, a piece that I would, um, my favourite to have in my house, but then it would be my favourite because of something I've learned on it or, or a technique that I've mm-hmm. used on it and the, pro, the process. Um, but yeah, probably... Uh, my most favorite piece the piece I would definitely have in my house is a recent piece um, that I've done which is in a teal a really deep teal um, color and it's a sideboard a 1930s sideboard um, and it has florals paper on the drawers Um, I just love that piece that you know that's very me and I would definitely put it in the house Um, probably creatively my favorite piece is um, my botanical bedsides there's a pair of bedside tables which have um uh, and hand painted floral pattern on them so and that was a real um journey of discovery really um you know when you try something new and then you get to the end result and you think oh that worked out well so yeah that's probably my favorite in a creative um from a creative point of view that's very satisfying, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yes, it is. And I try to do that all the time, really, just challenge myself and do different things mm-hmm. and, and see where it will take me. Now, I know your favorite uh, paint is Annie Sloan chalk paint. Do you ever explore other paints like milk paint? Do you know, I haven't I haven't tried milk paint um, very much. You can definitely get it over here. Um, so I would like to explore that, actually. I think I'd really enjoy using it. Um, there's just so many paints out there, isn't there? It's, I mean, it's it's great. There's so many different brands that you can use, so many different things you can do. The world is your oyster, really. But I'd love to try uh, milk paint. But yes, I do use the chalk paint. I, I um, find that great from a creative point of view it, because I do quite painterly pieces, especially for the... Um, you know, if you're doing ombre or blending or something like that, or a wash, um, it's such a versatile paint, the chalk paint. That's why it's my favourite, because I can do such a lot with one can. You know, I can just buy one can and mm-hmm. I can do so many different techniques with it. Um, but yeah, I, if I'm doing something more mid-century or something retro, I know from my customer base that they like things very they don't really want to see the brush strokes so you have to use the paint accordingly you know the right paints for the right job really Mm -hmm. what part of refinishing is your favorite chloe well it's definitely got to be the painting (laughs) the actual putting the first layer of color on um and also particularly because i do use chalk paint you can just get to that part straight away I just love the fact that all of a sudden you've got something that's quite kind of dreary and um, brown and there's there's varnish flaking off. You can just paint it pink if you want to. That's the best bit. The transformation, the, um, you know, adding color to something is that's the best bit for sure. I suppose, you know, as you start a piece, you know, and and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but let's, let's say you start a piece and you're you have intentions of painting it uh in one color or multiple colors and you don't like the way it's going i mean you have the option to just mix new paints or or maybe what you've started develops or turns into a totally 
unexpected piece does that happen often oh absolutely with me absolutely i mean sometimes from a business point of view i think oh i need to just you know pick a color and go with it It'd be a lot quicker but i'm a perfectionist in that sense and yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> definitely um colors and you know they develop on the job really as i'm painting things often change drastically um I did actually I did a piece the other day and and uh it was using color that I'm not used to it was using gray and I'm not really a massive fan of gray but I thought oh I'll try it because it was a new color and um I put stripes on it and yeah I put it on my um insta stories actually but I've painted over it already because I didn't like it but that's the thing that's the beauty oh wow yeah you just have to um not take things too seriously and uh you know if it goes wrong think right I'll I'm going to start again I'm going to I'm going to keep doing it until I end up with something that I'm proud of so yeah I I'm not afraid to paint over something if I don't like it <laughs> Well what you just said uh you know segues into this next question because I know that there are listeners who are inspired by your work and inspired by your story and and they they probably have or they have the artistic abilities uh, and they're yeah. thinking about getting into refinishing, but they've never painted furniture before. How should they explore this opportunity? What recommendations would you give them? Um, so as a start, I think if you buy something really lovely and if you've never done it before, it is a bit daunting thinking, right, I'm going to paint a vase of flowers on top of that or I'm going to paint that. Um, bright orange um so i would suggest perhaps starting with something small and just something that didn't cost too much money um you can paint anything these days it can even be a modern piece but you know a chair or something like that um we call them uh, over here we have uh, charity shops and we have um they call it the car boot so i'm not quite sure what um you call it over in america um but you know just I would just start with something small and you'll get braver and braver the more you go on. Um, but at the end of the day, as I've just said, you, you can paint over it. If it's not right and it didn't cost you that much money, mm -hmm. you can just, it's a bit of fun, just just paint over it and keep trying until you get something that you do like. That's great. That's really good. I think even just uh, the confidence that uh, you exude in, in your work and the freedom. I think the, one of the things that, that in my mind and listening to you talk is that you really have a freedom in your creativity. And as you said earlier, you don't take it too seriously. And I think sometimes when we take it too seriously, that puts us in a box. Yeah. And from a creative standpoint, you don't want to be in a box. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what Maze's House is all about, really. I think at first I was worried. I thought, oh, I haven't got a niche. You know, I've not branded this very well because I haven't got a direct, um, you know, I haven't got a clear direction. But actually, I realized that um, my niche is to not have a direction, is to experiment and is to always do something unexpected. Um, because if you're not doing that, then to me, it's, it's not as much fun. You know, I have a real passion for it and I really enjoy, um, what I do. And part of that is feeling free to create what I like, um, really, whether it's something more, um, traditional or whether it's something more clean cut and, um, you know, more, more mid-century. Chloe, share with our listeners your Instagram account so they can look you up and start following you on Instagram. 
So my Instagram account is Maze's House, um, which is M-A-I-S-I-E-S-H-O-U-S-E. Um, and you'll know it's me because it's there's a picture of a turquoise paintbrush, which is my favourite colour, actually. And actually, you will see that on the feed. There is a lot of teal, a lot of turquoise, but lots of other colour as well, really. And it's just a place to get inspired, you know, as I do by other people's accounts and interacting with um, you guys, the ones who are painting and seeing your projects. That's just a really good place to see all of my work. Um, and hopefully you can get inspired yourself. Well, Chloe, it's been a pleasure learning more about you and your creative processes, and we have admired your work for a long time. We hope to have you back on the podcast again sometime, because I know you inspire many. Oh, thank you so much. That's really kind of you. It means a lot to me. Um, Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Well, you have a great week. Yeah, I will do. I will do. Thank you very much, and you too. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Zebra Blogs Before and After Furniture Finishing Podcast. Today's episode is also featured on thezebrablog.com, along with contact information for today's guest. Your comments and suggestions for future episodes are always welcome, and we encourage you to share those by clicking on the podcast slide in our header at thezebrablog.com. That's thezebra with an I.com. Thanks for listening and happy refinishing.